0: Hello and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, Episode 19. I'm Chris, and I'm joined by some other PC gaming nerds. Ryan. Hello. Tom. Hey. And Missy. Hey. Together we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week, we gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week selection and see if it was actually worth our money and time. Then we pick a new game and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there may be spoilers. This week's game is Reigns, and our companion song is Royals by Lord. Let's take a listen. Everybody's
1: like Crystal made back diamonds on your timepiece, jet planes, islands, tigers on a gold leash, we don't care, we aren't caught up in your love affair, and we'll never be royals, royals, it's a one in our blood, that kind of love's just ain't for us, we crave a different kind of buzz, let me be. will never be royals.
0: Oh, but we do get to be royals. <laughs> Reigns was developed by Nereal and published by Devolver Digital. It is available on Android, iOS, Linux, macOS, and Windows. We purchased it on Steam for $1.49. And now that i played this game a little bit, it might actually be better on Android or iOS. That was my thought.
1: I actually bought it on my phone. Oh, really? I did because I was at school and my laptop died. So (laughs) I went and got it on my phone. It works very similar to how it does on the computer. It is good on phones.
0: Yeah, so in the game, you are the reigning monarch of a nation, and you have to make decisions one way or the other by swiping to the left or right on how to run your kingdom. And you play until you die, and then your next in line takes the throne and you play as them. And make more of the same decisions. And you have to try and sort of balance the church, the people, the military, and the treasury. And if anything gets too powerful or too low, then there will be a revolt and you'll be killed or ejected or exiled or something.
1: Yes. Yeah, that happened to me a lot. me too. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: happens frequently. My first five guys all ran out of money real quick.
1: Yeah, once I figured out what those little circles meant, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I can do this. Yeah,
0: that's right. It puts little circles above each of the things, and the bigger the circle, the more of an effect it's having on that.
1: Yeah, you just gotta guess what kind of effect it's gonna have.
0: Yeah, it could be positive or negative, although I think you can get... I got an item a couple times that let me see the actual, like, number.
2: It... the shrooms?
0: Yeah, there's (laughs) magic mushrooms
3: you can take that will reveal the mysteries of the world to you. There's witches you can meet. There's priests you can meet that will give you additional options. And then sometimes when you go on little quests or goals, you'll get additional cards that get shuffled into your deck.
1: Yeah.
2: You have a set of goals that you are supposed to meet by the end of the game, and each one unlocks more cards.
0: Yes, like it's a win a duel or sire an heir or something like that.
3: Start
2: a crusade.
0: <laughs> yeah, or meet the devil yeah there's also kind of this weird behind the scenes plot that your wine is cursed to undeath which is why you're constantly dying and being reborn or something like that
1: and the devil's in your puppy
0: yeah and the devil is possessing this puppy sometimes and it's
2: really weird let me say it was a little creepy when that uh, dog first came and it's like something's wrong and it's like kick it or pet it okay (laughs) it's not having an effect either way so let's let's kick it then the devil came out (laughs) and it has this really (laughs) boom sound in the background, which, by the way, on headphones, at least with the sound system, is loud, and it is actually kind of spooky.
0: Yeah, and did you notice when the devil starts talking to you, all the church and treasury ratings and all just start fluctuating wildly like they'll all go to zero then they'll all go to a hundred and then they'll all like swap around just trying to freak out a little bit more
2: and the goal by the end of the game is in order to really win you have to before the year 1999 you have to beat the devil by tricking him i was not able to do that but i did make it through the game and then i was cursed for an eternity
3: (laughs) No, I didn't get that far. No, I
0: didn't get that far.
3: I was kind of bored by the game, honestly. It did kind of remind me of a combination of two other games we've played. It reminded me a little bit of Rogue Legacy and Papers, Please kind of melded together in that you have to make choices that have consequences sort of throughout your reign. And when you die, you get a new... First, you get a title based on what you did when you were alive. And then your next leader has to take over. So I thought it was reminiscent of those two games. I can but see that. worse than both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot to the game.
3: It was rather amusing
2: in many parts. It even kind of did a little joke on itself that uh, likened it to Tinder, where there's uh, one of the quests that you had to do was date a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, Nikola Tesla?
1: (laughs) 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 Tinder for monarchs, isn't that what we called it?
2: Yes. Less dating and more dying.
1: Well, it depends on who you find on Tinder.
0: That's very true.
2: I found that there was a lot of amusement with many of the cards. It, it made a lot of fun of itself, and the cards themselves were also rather amusing at times. But it did get repetitive very quickly. For the $1. fifty that we spent for it, I didn't feel like there was, you know, that we uh, wasted our money, so to speak. But it definitely was not long-lasting. It was worth the the money that we paid for it, but it definitely was not a long-lasting game. I probably might go through it a second time to beat the devil and see if I can do that, but I'm not really driven to do it. It was kind of fun while it lasted.
3: I would say it's definitely worth the money because it's only $1.49. Worth my time? Probably not. But if I had it on my phone and I was waiting in line or you know had 15 minutes to spare or something like that. I might play it. So I think in that genre, that I would, I would definitely recommend get this for your phone.
2: I highly agree. It's much more uh, friendly
1: for a mobile type game. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to pass time in math class. <laughs> or so I've been told.
0: I played it a little bit more just before we started the podcast, and I went through like four rains in you know ten minutes. It doesn't take very long.
1: Yeah, it doesn't.
2: After a while, you get used to which cards come through, and that I think is really the main problem: is that the cards recycle a lot. That's true. I think it'd be more interesting if there was more variety in the cards, but you know, it is what it is.
3: Yeah, I would agree. Like if they release, you know, an expansion pack for like a buck for additional card, it, I think would probably vastly improve the, yeah. the game. You get additional ones as you do quests and complete goals, but I think that there just are not enough cards in it overall.
2: I think if there were more cards or more randomization it would be a much better game and it doesn't seem like that would be too difficult to add to the game given the way that it looks like it was developed looks like it would just be creating more text for existing graphics or you know a couple of new cards uh, to add in with different story paths or you know new achievements or whatever that jester guy was kind of I wanted to kill him so bad.
3: <laughs> yep. He was pretty annoying.
2: No matter what you did, even if you wanted to execute <laughs> him, you could not execute
3: him. Make those bells jingle
2: as you hang him. Even the royal guard calls for the jester to be executed, and you call him in, and instead of executing, you either tell him to go away, which makes your people go down, or you pay off the royal guard, which makes your treasury go down and your guard, your uh, military go Although
0: I did gamble down. with him one time, I managed to win some money.
2: Yes, there is a thing that the Seer, I can't remember if it was the Seer, or it was the, the one that can teach you white magic. There was this girl who can give you good luck, oh, okay. and it will make it so that you will always win when you're playing the dice game, which is really great until you go too far, because if you win too much, then you fill your treasury completely up. Because apparently when you fill your treasury up to a lot, you have a royal feast that apparently you eat too much and die.
0: It's a good way to go.
2: And not only are you cursed by death, but you're also cursed with no matter what, if you have too much money, you will always spend it on too much food and die.
3: And if you run out of money, you'll be overthrown by like merchants and lesser nobility. So you kind of have to, uh, to watch all of those those areas.
2: There's one losing path, I should say, where if you max out your people, it becomes anarchy in the streets, but then you're hailed as the most benevolent, uh, you you get thrown out of the, they don't kill you, you just, you get to live out your life and you're hailed as the greatest leader and last leader of all time.
0: I'll give it three demon dogs out of five.
1: I'm gonna give it three blue mushrooms out of five.
3: I will give it one and a half trick the devil, probably two and a half on I will give it three and a half annoying gestures out of five.
0: You know the law. Eight games enter, one game leaves. Each week we have a budget of $5 to spend on a game, and if we spend less than that, we roll the spare change into next week. Every week we each bring two games to consider. We vote for a game, and we cannot vote for our own. The game with the most votes is the next one that we play and review. This week we have a full $17. We
3: are so rich. We are some rich nerds. (laughs) we had that free game and then most of our games are you know less than five bucks so over time your pennies add up kids
1: Yep, save your pennies. You'll be a millionaire one day.
3: It's not exactly compound interest, (laughs) but it is, you know, compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe. It is indeed. My first game is Doom, which is $16.94, so we're just squeaking right under on G2A.com. So Doom is one of the original shooter games. It's in space, there are aliens and demons, and you run around and there's pretty awesome music and you shoot things in the face and have all kinds of really awesome guns and chainsaws and there's chaos and havoc. And this one, the relaunch reboot of it, is supposed to look really beautiful and actually be a very good game. I mean, I remember playing Doom as a kid and I liked it. can't really say much about the story other than you shoot people, and this one is supposed to have a pretty decent story, so I think that would be kind of cool to check out, and we're probably not going to have $17 again for a while, so I say, you know, grab it while the getting's good. My next game to consider is Aliens Isolation. So most licensed games, and especially Aliens games, tend to suck really bad. They're almost legendary in their terribleness, but Aliens Isolation is actually good, and I I really like Aliens. I think the movies are masterpieces. Each movie is kind of a perfect example of the genre that it's in. You know, some of them are horror movies, some of them are action movies, and so on. The comics on the other podcast, we're reading an Aliens comic right now. So I'm really feeling the the vibe for this. And Aliens Isolation is supposed to be a really good Aliens game. And I think the franchise deserves a good game. And we should scream in space and no one will hear us and shoot aliens and kill the queen. I think that, to me, is Sounds pretty amazing. So that's my other game. 999.
2: My first game is called Valley. It is currently 999 on Steam. It is a first-person sci-fi action adventure game. This story appears that you're a member of a secret organization hidden in a remote valley, where you're searching for the discovery of a super powerful object known as the Life Sea. You're an operator of the Leaf Suit, which grants you exceptional speed and agility, as well as the incredible awesome power to manipulate life and death i really was intrigued by the story it has this uh, shadow conspiracy concept to construct an ultimate weapon It talks about the research having detrimental effects on the valley around you it has like a, you know an aspect of moral choices and uh, ramifications of what you're doing and that concept of being able to literally revive the wildlife around you with your power like trees deer etc it just looks really cool my second game is halcyon six starbase commander it is currently 1399 on steam it's a retro space rpg the story is as follows on the edge of terran space lies halcyon six a derelict starbase left behind by a mysterious precursor race your mission is to reclaim the derelict station and rebuild it a mysterious alien life force is making a beeline towards Earth, and this starbase is the best chance for the new federation to establish new alliances, research new technologies, and otherwise figure out a way to stop the impending invasion. Using only the resources you can salvage from the derelict station and gathered from nearby star systems, it's up to you to rebuild the starbase and lead the Terran Republic's scientific research, exploration, and diplomatic efforts on the edge of known space. The developers said that it was inspired by star control, masters of Orion, civilization, XCOM definitely plays, like putting together some of the best features of those games. Although I, it also has a uh, like a Final Fantasy battle system and retro-style FTL graphics in a now war-torn Star Trek universe. So I, I thought that was uh, pretty neat. I played it a little bit, and, and it, it's pretty fun.
0: My first game is Torchlight 2, which is $4.99 on the Humble Store. And Torchlight 2 is an action RPG where years after the original game, the player character has become corrupted by evil energies and has destroyed the town and you are an adventurer who is seeking to hunt him down and destroy him. And it's kind of a very Diablo-style game where you there's lots of loot to pick up and collect, and you're constantly upgrading your gear and all that stuff. You pick one of a couple different classes and you have each one of those different abilities and stuff. They're kind of cool. They, it's not just like mage or warrior or whatever. You're like engineer or berserker or something like that. So it's kind of a, an interesting take on the typical fantasy adventure. And my second game is Star bound which is ten dollars and four cents on steam right now it's on sale i think this is one that was in development for a while but it is in like an early beta and all that stuff but it has finally been released and it is a procedurally generated sandbox game in space where you have crash landed on a planet and you have to gather resources and materials to repair your ship And you can kind of choose where you go from there. You can either find a planet and settle down, build a farm, and just become like a trader. Or you can go out and be a pirate. Or you can try and find the main storyline and be a hero and all that stuff. So one of those games that just kind of gives you a world and lets you run around and do whatever you want. And it's pretty cool. It's kind of got that 2D style kind of like Terraria, I think is what it reminds me of. It seems pretty cool. I want to give it a try and see how deep the rabbit hole goes
1: it's actually made by the people who did terraria oh is it oh well that makes sense it's one of my favorite games (laughs) i love starbound
0: (laughs) the
2: developers actually split and uh, the original developer around terraria uh, decided to stick with uh, terraria and uh, other games and uh, starbound is uh, a split off from uh, some of the developers that worked underneath him
1: okay so my first game is called ftl faster than light it is 9.99 on steam In FTL, you experience the atmosphere of running a spaceship trying to save the galaxy. It's a dangerous mission with every encounter presenting a unique challenge with multiple solutions. This spaceship simulation roguelike allows you to take your ship and crew on an adventure through a randomly generated galaxy filled with glory and bitter defeat. It's kind of a 2D game and you run around with different crew members and different crew members are stationed on different rooms and they control different aspects of your ship. Like one person controls the guns, one person navigates so on and so forth. And as you wander through space, you come across rebels and you come across pirates and you come across people who need help. And so it's up to you whether or not you want to save them or kill them or board their ship. So it's a really fun game. I've played it a little bit, but I think it would be worth our money and time. My next game is an oldie but goodie and it's called Phantasmagoria. its 9.99 on GOG.com. And this game is about 20 years old, but it's an older interactive point and click horror game. One of the first games utilizing full motion video technology. So as you're playing through the game, you actually are the character walking around. They built an entire set for this game and they filmed it. It cost them over 8 million dollars to make this game. You play as mystery novelist Adrian Delaney and her husband, who's a photographer, you just moved into this remote mansion off the coast of a small New England island. It was originally owned by famous 19th century magician Zoltan Karno Karnovash. who 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 had five wives and they all died mysteriously. So hoping to find inspiration for her next novel, she moves into this house, but then begins to have nightmares immediately upon entering the house. And it is a horror game. It's not just like bits and pieces here and there. There's a story behind it. It gets scary at some point, but it's a really good game. So again, that was Phantasmagoria. At the time that game came out,
3: that was one of the best games out for a long
1: time. It was eight CDs. It was a big game. (laughs) Oh man! And that was nine ninety nine on GOG dot com. All right, vote time. I will vote for Valley. Uh, I will vote for Starbound.
0: I will vote for Halcyon Six.
1: I am also going to vote for Starbound. Oh man, twice in a row. Twice All right. As soon as you said Starbound, I was like, "Yep, done deal."
0: <laughs> so that was Rains. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other Four Color Nerds podcast on the week's comic books and Cut the Cord, our new podcast on original streaming programs at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page Four Color Nerds. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram and you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music, on Stitcher,
1: on SoundCloud and on Podcast Addict.
0: Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep gaming nerds.